0: The devil is always in the details. The headline may tell a story, it may not tell the story. And then sometimes you actually have to read the study itself. There's a new study on state level pro life laws and poor public health outcomes. Does it stand up to scrutiny? Welcome back to Issues, Etc. Dr. Michael New joins us. We're going to be talking about this new study. He's visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America, he's associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute. Page Comstock Cunningham fellow with Americans United for Life, a columnist for National Review Online, and author of an essay titled, No Pro-Life Laws Do Not Increase Maternal Mortality Rates. Dr. New, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me. Much appreciated.
0: So tell us about this recent study from the Commonwealth Fund.
1: Sure. This week, the Commonwealth Fund released a study and it showed that pro-life laws were linked to poor public health outcomes. In particular, it found that in those states with a lot of pro-life laws, you had higher rates of infant mortality and higher rates of maternal mortality.
0: What is the methodological problem with this study regarding when the data was gathered?
1: So the authors try to make the point that in states where abortion is not available, health outcomes are worse than in states where abortion is easily accessible. The problem is they used data from 2018, 2019, and 2020. And in all three of those years, you know, abortion was legal in all 50 states, and all 50 states had at least one abortion facility. So you really don't see big disparities in either abortion access or availability of abortion during that time.
0: How did the study misuse data from the Guttmacher Institute?
1: Well, essentially they use Institute measure, and they classify states as a kind of either one category was abortion restricted states with a lot of pro-life laws, and they had another category of abortion access states with few pro-life laws. And the problem was, is this doesn't really look at the availability of abortion. If you want to look at the availability of abortion in a given state, you might want to look at abortion rates. You might want to look at how many abortion facilities there are. So, I mean, the presence of pro-life laws tells us something but doesn't really give us a strong indication in many cases of how easy it is uh, to access uh, an abortion.
0: What's the biggest methodological problem in the study?
1: The main methodological problem with the study is it doesn't really look at confounding variables that might impact either maternal mortality rates or infant mortality rates. You know, essentially what we know is that income tends to be very strongly correlated with public health outcomes. And many of the states that are very active in passing pro-life laws are southern states. And southern states tend to have lower incomes. They tend to have somewhat higher poverty rates. And these low incomes and high poverty rates are probably causing these negative health outcomes. It's not the pro-life laws. So the authors really make little to no effort to, again, look at these confounding variables that might also be impacting these public health outcomes.
0: What are the real explanations for inferior health outcomes in some of these states?
1: You know, again, there's just a good body of research out there that shows that, you know, income plays a big role with public health outcomes. And states with high incomes tend to fare better on a variety of public health metrics than states with uh, low incomes. And again, many of the states active in passing pro-life laws are states in the South. Very often, these are states in the deep South. Again, these states often do have uh, lower incomes, higher poverty rates. And again, I think it's just, you know, the low incomes are driving the negative health outcomes, certainly not the pro-life laws.
0: What do international data show about the real health-related outcomes of pro-life laws?
1: If you look at international data, you can see that pro-life laws are actually very consistent with good public health outcomes. Poland has among the strongest pro-life laws in Europe. They also have among the lowest maternal mortality rates. Ireland was protecting pre-born children up until around 2018. Their public health outcomes were actually much better than uh, a lot of their peer countries, including England, including Wales, including Scotland, also Chile, started protecting preborn children around 1989. After they put pro-life laws in place, maternal mortality rates continued to fall. So if you look at international data, especially data from wealthy countries that have enacted pro-life laws, you see actually very good public health outcomes.
0: Are there other studies in the U.S. that show a correlation between pro-life laws and better health outcomes?
1: There's been some interesting research done on pro-life, parental involvement laws. And these are laws that require minor girls to either notify their parents or get permission from their parents before obtaining an abortion. And what these studies have shown is that states that have enacted these parental involvement laws, you know, they tend to have uh, you know, lower teen suicide rates. They tend to have a, a lower incidence of sexually transmitted diseases among teenagers. So again, it's just more evidence that pro-life laws are consistent with uh, good public health.
0: What do our listeners need to know when they see a lot of the favorable media coverage on this Commonwealth Fund study?
1: It's unfortunate. This study has gotten quite a lot of media coverage in a short period of time. And almost all the coverage has not bothered to reach out to uh, pro-lifers for any kind of criticism or commentary or pro-life perspective. So I would just tell your listeners, don't be discouraged. This is a methodologically weak study. I don't think it provides any credible evidence that pro-life laws actually hurt public health outcomes. And I think in reality, if you do look at the data, public health and pro-life laws go hand in hand. Good public health outcomes are certainly consistent with protecting preborn children.
0: Dr. Michael New is visiting assistant professor of social research and political science at the Catholic University of America. He's associate scholar at the Charlotte Lozier Institute, Paige Comstock Cunningham fellow with Americans United for Life, a columnist for National Review Online, and author of an essay titled, No, Pro-Life Laws Do Not Increase Maternal Mortality Rates. You can read it on the Talk on Demand archives page at issuesetc.org. Dr. New, thank you. Thanks a lot. Life After Roe is the theme of the January issue of the Lutheran Witness magazine. It contains columns on a law and gospel approach to abortion, receiving absolution for abortion, how congregations can support new mothers and fathers and more. You can receive an annual print and digital subscription for less than $20. For more information, visit cph.org witness or call Concordia Publishing House one 800 325-3040 The Lutheran Witness Magazine cph.org slash witness or 1-800-325-3040 In our two of Issues etc. we're going to talk about the Cambridge Dictionary changing the definition of the word woman and man it no longer means what you think it means David Harsani Senior Editor at the Federalist will be our guest then we'll review the movie The Menu with Pastor Ted Geese I'm Todd Wilkin stay with us
2: is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio. If you plan on doing some online Christmas shopping with Amazon, you can also help support the worldwide outreach of Issues Etc. Just go to smile.amazon.com, sign into your Amazon account, enter Lutheran Public Radio into the Charitable Organization search field, and click Select. A percentage of your purchase will be donated to Issues Etc., smile.amazon.com and choose Lutheran Public Radio. Thanks for your support.